Hey, it's Shaquille O'Neal, and as you know, I love me some white boy classes. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Take these broken girls just when I, you know what I'm talking about. Thank God I'm a country boy. I've got friends in low places. My man Cadillac Jack, he's back. So welcome to the Cadillac Jack, my second act. That is Shaquille O'Neal welcoming you to this episode of the My Second Act podcast. Coming up, we pay tribute to the Rolling Stones member Charlie Watts who recently passed, and I'm going to add to the Hype Song playlist, one of the biggest stone songs of all time, Ramblin' Man. Okay, that's the Allman Brothers. Smoke on the Water? The Credence Clearwater Revival. I'm going to add Dream On, the biggest hit from the Rolling Stones, Dream On. That's Aerosmith. Come, I'll figure it out between now and then. Okay. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay, Bucky's is open. You know, we were on the Bucky's train before anybody was on the Bucky's train. Well, we've never been to a Bucky's, though. How can you be on the Bucky's train if you've never been to a Bucky's? Well, because we were talking about Bucky's. We had it, you know, and we were talking about it. We had it in a pod. We were talking about it, but it's officially open in Calhoun. Gordon, which is Gordon, Gordon County. County. We had some discussion about where Gordon County was earlier. Northwest Georgia. Here, well, here's my fascinating thing about Bucky's. Well, there's a lot of things. Number one, you can get a job there, except it's too far. It's 43 miles. I think that would you probably have your paycheck would go. But I don't know about that because Bucky's pays a ton of money. Have you people have been snapshotting like when you go to a Bucky's, they have all the um, hourly the, the rates, rates and stuff. Yeah. It's insane. You get tons of vacation. I think some of the jobs start at like $36, $37, $40 an hour. All kidding. $40 an yes, hour. Yes, Carl. Carl saying yes. Carl's in today. We love Carl. We love Preston. We love Carl. What do you do for $40 an hour? I, mean, I would do anything. Cut fudge and like roll blankets and, and do that kind of stuff. I mean, it's incredible. And so our friends, Melissa and um, Tracy, went to a Bucky's. And they sent us, they were so sweet. They sent us a Bucky's blanket. And this thing is awesome. It's so soft. So I'm thinking, we've been talking about Bucky's. We've been thinking about Bucky's. I think we throw everybody in the car this weekend. And, and go, road trip yes. to Gordon County to yes. go to a gas station. It's not a gas station. I'll pass. What's wrong with I'm, you? I'm not, Donna, I got better things to do. I don't know what that includes as I sit here right now. But rather than drive to, what's the city again? Calhoun. Yeah, that's a, that's a long way. That's a long way, Don. Okay. I'm better served cleaning the garage or something, I think. If that's going to happen, we'll, we'll... You'll excuse me? Yeah, I'll excuse you from the road trip. I'm excited. We're going to start this episode with breaking news. Mm. I'm going to sleep better tonight. No, you are going to sleep better tonight, knowing that OnlyFans has reversed their ban on... Um, I don't want to use that word because we used it quite a bit last episode, the P word. Yeah. And it was not that P word. It was the other one. But they are now backtracking, backpedaling on their announcement just a week ago saying, we're going to do away with all explicit content on OnlyFans. And everybody just was like, what? No. How will the teacher from the kindergarten teacher from Poughkeepsie, Illinois, survive? Pay for her Beamer. Seriously. Less than a week after they said they plan to ban all sexually explicit content starting October 1st, while still allowing some nudity, they now have done an abrupt flip-flop. That comes after Donna a backlash from sex workers who use the popular platform 
to sell explicit photos and videos. Okay, that was a quick backpedal. Yeah, well, I, I think that it was all an intention um, uh, plan. They never. How are they going to survive? How is this business model going to survive if you didn't have that kind of content? It wasn't going to. I think that this was a uh, a, a PR ruse. Probably, probably. From the official OnlyFans press release, and I don't know how I got on this. Uh, yeah, I mean distribution either. list. Mm-hmm. At my app and app and media.com address as well. The announcement led to widespread outcry from the hundreds of thousands of creators. Creators. Yes. Oh, my God. Breaking news. You know what I find interesting? And I've never been on this platform. I haven't either. Uh, okay. Um, we should have like an air horn. And when you say something that's just egregiously wrong, we should just like <laughs> blast the horn. Anywho, um, the thing that I found fascinating when this came out is how many couples have do it do only fans together like well you can charge much more yeah but here's the thing that i figured out about this only fans because i just was like reading all these things and i'm like it's kind of like follow me here it's like social media it's like Social media, sexually, well, I don't want to say, not all of it's sexually explicit no, content. There are people that cook on there. Yeah, or they wear lingerie or whatever. Yeah. But but it's like like bedroom boudoir photos or whatever. But the point of it is, it's like almost like they're influencers in that genre over there, if that makes sense. Because some of these people, like it's like the girl next door and like she's married. There was one of them where she is a kindergarten teacher and she's married to a football coach. But he pick, he puts up pictures of himself shirtless, like bailing hay. And she's running around like in some get up baking an apple pie. And I'm like, what is uh, that's this? That's hot. Really? I'm like, what have we become? Like, this is just like, it's kind of just strange. But you, you've, you've read and heard about the amount of money these creators make every month. So that's what hundreds I was, of thousands of dollars. Some of them. That's what I was getting at. These two together make because they were all, as you can imagine, we're all in an uproar about this. They make three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. Take your top off. Allegedly, she doesn't take her top off. That's, that's the crazy thing. It's Farmer Dale and Lydia. So I'm thinking, like, if we don't have to take our clothes off, like, what can we do? That somebody would. I don't know that we get that much money. I mean, can we get twenty five dollars? I don't a lot. know. Just a little bit, just a little bit, to, you know, cover some, some cushion, give you some cushion. But what can we do? We'll, we'll take some suggestions. You could take the trash out with like your shirt on. Oh. And I could, I don't even know. We'll take some, some next episode. We'll make, update make some story. mozzarella sticks or Please. something. And, yeah. and, and we'll get some, some feedback, some direction from, from pod peeps about what you and I could do on our uh, dual OnlyFans content page. Yeah. I mean, if they're making that kind of money, we can find something. Yeah. College football. Return Saturday, UGA, the University of Georgia, says do not expect them to follow the lead of LSU when it comes to entering Sanford Stadium. You will not have to show proof of vaccination. Oh, yeah. Go dogs. Well, you know, so the first game is in Charlotte. North Carolina? Yeah, right? Yeah, because of Clemson. It's a Clemson-Georgia okay. game. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, like, I don't know. Somebody said the other day, what if college football eventually goes the route of almost like country concerts where they don't do a full season because they can't do a full season for whatever reason, but they just play certain huge games against rivals mm-hmm. in like, like they do the neutral city. Yeah. Like in Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville or something like that. Like, you know, and the thing about that is that sounds so insane in a way, but probably 
15, 20 years ago, would you have ever thought you would have gone to like Raymond James Stadium to see Kenny Chesney? You know what I'm saying? Like you would have only seen him perform like in a shed yep, or something. Yep. So I think there's the one thing that I think that's happening through the pandemic is there's all these different ways to do life now. If you think about it, there's, you know, again, who would have ever thought that an entire nation would go home? Who, who would have ever thought that working from home would become the norm, that doing school from your bedroom would become the norm? So I, I, somebody told me that the other day, and I thought, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. But then I thought, well, look at all the things that are. have happened. Yeah. So you just never know, you know? I want to circle back around to a conversation from two pods ago about my mother. The kids call her Grammy. My mother lives in Hickory, North Carolina. Hickory's about uh, an hour west of Charlotte. My mother is, um, she lives by herself. And I mentioned, we had a conversation about the fact that I call my mother twice a day. Now, at uh, around 10 a.m., around 6, 7 o'clock at night. And and to remind her, it's a reminder phone call uh, to take her medications. She takes one medicine at 10 and then like 5 and a a puffer or something. like at, uh, six A nebulizer seven, type thing. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of people reach out and said that they thought that I sounded insensitive when we had this conversation and maybe it sounded as if it was an inconvenience for me to have to pick up the phone and call my mother twice a day. It's anything, but this is not a burden to me. I was telling you, Donna, this actually kind of holds me accountable a little bit. You know how you, you sometimes will say to yourself, I need to call mom. I need to call dad and check in and see how they're doing, but I'll do that tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and what happens? You get busy. I'll do it tomorrow. And then suddenly there's days, maybe weeks, since you've checked in with your parents, I speak to my mother twice a day now when, when I'm able to raise her on the phone. Um, watching your parents grow old, uh, mom has dementia and, and Alzheimer's, and there's going to come a day when I call her, and I think the day's coming soon, when she's not going to know who I am. And I remember with my dad, the first time granddad, my granddaddy, his dad, didn't recognize him. And I, I just, it's, uh, I know it's common. It's, it's tough, but it is anything but an inconvenience or a burden for me to do that. And so I just wanted to just say I struggle with it right now quite a bit. And I'm trying to find the courage and the strength to um, embrace this new mom, but it's tough. Well, and, and I know you, you deal with, situations with humor and I think sometimes people think that that's like I don't know like you're not taking it seriously or you're making fun of her situation and that's not the case at all um I I will also say like you know for our children um I think you know there are so many cruel diseases in general and you know that people can have and but I think Alzheimer's is one of the toughest ones because what happens and you don't mean to do this but it sort of puts a wall in a way between you and even the grandchildren, because when your kids are very little, if you're dealing with a parent with dementia or anything like that, small children don't know. They just want to be hugged and, you know, they just want to be around for, for older kids. It, and it's not, again, it's their grandparents. It's not that it's a burden, but it becomes very difficult for my, for our girls and for Will to share the things that are going on in their lives because the grandparent doesn't remember it. And there's not that give and take conversation, you know, and, and we're really big, you and I are big proponents on 
the grandkids being around our parents and the interaction and all of that. And it just makes it difficult because, you know, your mom will say, um, you know, Will, Will, our 22-year-old has moved to Knoxville. And so when she calls and talks to Charlotte or Olivia, she'll say, well, what's Will doing? Can I talk to him? You know, and it, and so it just becomes, you you end up saying, and again, I don't mean this to sound tone deaf, but you end up saying the same stories over and over again. And I've just had to explain to the girls that that's just how her mind processes right now. And you just, you, you need to learn to let it go. And by let it go, I mean, don't. Try to solve you just, it. You've already asked me that, Mom. Yeah. Mama, you already, you just asked me that. Uh, Will just got released from quarantine. He had COVID. Yeah. Um, he was out of work for like seven days. And so I told mom and she says to me, well, is he not going to um, infect or infect everybody yeah. else, the girls and you and Donna? And I thought she's, she still thinks that he lives here at the house. She yeah. doesn't remember that he's been in Knoxville for nearly a year now, but you don't say mom, you know, Will doesn't live here. He lives in Knoxville. You don't do that. You just kind of, you let it go. Why? Why embarrass them? Why? Well, and it doesn't um, solve anything, and that solves what I, nothing. And I've learned that from people who who work with people with um, dementia. It what you think is by controlling the conversation and telling them, remember, mom, Will lives. It, the next conversation, it won't matter anyway. Um, we'll upload it into the um, letter this Saturday. There's a great video. Um, Jesse Eitzler, who's married to Sarah Blakely, who owns Spanx, and he owns a bunch of different companies. They also have a a percentage of the Hawks, he has a great video that we're going to put up. And what it talks about is if you're lucky enough to still have your parents, he's doing a podcast and interview with someone. And he says, um, you know, how often do you see you if your parents are around? How often do you see your parents? Oh, once or twice a year. Okay. How many years do you have left? How many years do you think they have left to live? And the guy on the podcast says, yeah, I don't know, 10. He said, so you're going to spend 20 times with your parents. He said, why aren't you driving to see them every weekend and the guy says you know well it's far away or I have to get on a plane and he's saying again it, it doesn't matter and Jesse preaches the same thing about your kids that your mother father first then worker then pay, you know all of that stuff and everything's important but that you show up for the people in your life and it's a great video because if there's anybody listening and I know there's tons of people listening to the podcast who've lost their parents who would give anything to have one more conversation, one more hug. So um, the video really made an impression on me. It's been making the rounds again, and um, I've seen a couple people share it, and it's great with the conversation we're having that it's not a burden, and that if you do have the privilege to still be around them, be around them as best you can. We'll include it in the letter. The Saturday hits your inbox around 910. It's free. We don't share or sell your information with anybody. Simple to subscribe. Text LEFT ON RED. RED is the color R-E-D. No spaces left on red to the number 22828. This senior moment fed to you by the Denny's 55 plus menu, including tilapia ranchero. It's paid content. You got to work it in, Don. Mm -hmm. Tapia filet is grilled topped with pico and diced avocado served with creamy ranchero, mashed potatoes, and dinner bread for $8.99. Gum your way down to Denny's. Okay, hi. Really, after that whole do you, do you heartfelt think, thing. Do you think that we're the 55-plus demo? Do you think that this was a right buy for Denny's podcast? I don't think we're 55-plus. I don't know that that's our demo. Well, I mean, they must believe in what we're doing here. Oh, I'd love to be an Oscar Mayer wiener. That is what I truly like to be. Because if I were an Oscar Mayer wiener, do, 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 do. everyone would be in love with me. Would you like to ride a 27-foot-long hot dog? Yes. If you're a pod peep in Atlanta, Chicago, L.A., New York City, 
this could happen. Your next lift ride could be the freaking Wienermobile. I, this is like everything. This is the best guerrilla marketing ever, ever, ever. You must request a Lyft XL, which is, uh, I think that's the SO, that uh, SUV more. category. That costs yeah. more. Well, I mean, come on. It's 20, 27 feet long. Okay. Um, you won't know if you have been chosen for the Wienermobile to pick you up. It just shows up in your front yard or shows up at the bar where you are or shows up at the party. The Wienermobile, Donna. Okay. But, mm-hmm. like, in order to get, it's like playing the lottery, like my digi games. I got to play them a lot to hopefully win $25. But, like, I'm going to have to order a lot of Lyft XLs, which is going to be a lot of money to hopefully get the Wienermobile. Like, can you request it, like, in your notes? No, like, you please, please send the Wienermobile. The Wiener, you can't do that. Okay. You can't do that. Now, if giant hot dogs aren't your thing, because I thought this this crossed my mind. Can you imagine like if you call a Lyft uh, and it's a Lyft XL because you want a, a nice black on black SUV, you're going to a uh, a wedding or something, okay? And and suddenly the Wienermobile shows up where you've been pre-partying or, or pre-gaming for the wedding. What happens if you don't want the Wienermobile? Well, why would you not though? Why? Well, if you're going to a, a certain events, I don't know that you want to show up and ride in a wiener. Like at the country club or your boss's right, like, right. you know, retirement party and here you come. Honk, 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 honk. You can decline once it gets there. Okay. You can decline your free ride on the Wienermobile because Oscar Mayer is paying Lyft for your ride. The so they give you the money choose. back. Yeah. Uh, and they'll uh, then they'll carry on to the next set of, of, of Lyft riders that have are in the queue. So they'll just, they'll show up. You say, I'll pass. And then they send you like a, a Lyft XL or whatever. And then the Wienermobile travels on to its next destination. Now, how many people can the Wienermobile take? Um, Do you have that? I don't. don't can you drive it? No, you, you cannot. You okay. cannot. They are licensed Lyft drivers that will pilot the Wienermobile. Really? Yeah. So they're like, Jim, tonight, park your Kia. You get the Wienermobile. You get the Wiener, Jim. God, I love it. I'm so excited. I think it's a great, great marketing ploy. This would make idea. my this would make my year if I could get that Wienermobile to come pick me up somewhere. I want to go over the pricing real quick of dinner affair and the convenience. Different packages that um, reflect the size of your family and how many servings you need. I've, I've chosen the six chef created dinners package. Serves four people. Price per serving eight twenty nine. That's cheap. The six dinner price is one ninety nine. Only it's less than two hundred bucks for six dinners for your family. Thirty dollars off your first order with Caddy twenty twenty one. You're down to 169. Something. Yeah, something. Let me tell you, I ordered the other night when I was working at the store, I ordered a salad from Salada. And of course, I had to have it DoorDash. I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Well, I was trying not to, but Salada, I was. Salada, home of the $30 cob. Starving. So it was like, that's what happened. Honestly, you take an $8 salad and it became like $12, $14. Right. And it wasn't very good. So, I mean, the fact that you can feed your entire family for less than like is insane. Insane. You can't get a combo at a fast food restaurant for $8.29. You can't. No, and it's unhealthy, and it puts on the weight, and you just get tired of eating it. And by the time you go through the drive-thru and get it home, you have french fries in between your seats because you started eating, and it's cold. Onion rings and your floorboard that are now just, you you know, with your heel of your foot, you've just- Why? Why? Into the the, the carpet, your upholstery. Mm. Here's what's inside your package. When they're delivered, a super a super simple recipe card. They've already done all the chopping for you, the measuring. Ingredients to prepare the dinner you ordered, separated in bags. So you can add what you want. You can leave out what you don't want or what your kids don't want. A delicious and easy dinner, family time, and getting back to the dinner table with healthy food you and your kids love. Dinneraffair.com. Dinneraffair.com. 30 bucks off your first order. 
Caddy 2021 is the promo. Caddy, C-A-D-D-Y 2021. Free delivery, no contract, 100% guaranteed. What are you waiting on? Dinneraffair.com. Very exciting. Big thanks to Dinner Affair for their partnership and sponsorship of the My Second Act podcast. Also, ask for Donna, ask for the Wolfman at Gallery Furniture Gainesville. The Denny's 55-plus menu, visit Denny's.com. And the Paramount Hotel Group, including the brands Home to Suites by Hilton, Hampton Inn by Hilton, and Town Place Suites by Marriott. Going to add two to the Hype Song playlist. Um, I could have sworn that Smoke on the Water was a Rolling Stones song. Oh, I don't even know if that's Creedence Clearwater Revival. Who sings that? On the water, fire bom, bom, in the sky. Bom, 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 bom. I don't even think that's Creedence Clearwater. It's somebody. I don't know who. Purple Haze? Maybe. Um, who is it? Uh, Carl? That would be Deep Purple. Deep, Deep Purple. There we go. Yeah. A close cousin to the string Purple Haze. That's right. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Rolling Stone song. Okay. What do you got? Well, I had three at the top of the show. And but none of them were their songs. There's a million great Rolling um, Stones. Ramblin' Man was not. Um, okay. Dream Mom was Aerosmith. I do get Aerosmith and the Stones uh, confused sometimes. Insane. Um, let's go with uh, let's go with Satisfaction. All right. That's a good you one. You know, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably one of their most well-known songs, right? That's a good one. Charlie Watts was like, he passed away. 80 years old. 80 years old. And he was, if you are even a, like a Stones fan, I was a huge Stones fan. You're a lot younger than me. But, um, you know, he just always, the way he played the drums was just like, like, okay, there are a lot of people who play drums, like Neil Peart from Rush, who's like, or Travis Barker, you know, who are so like, you know, like into it and everything. He just had that like gentle rhythm thing going. And right. he made it almost look so easy because it was just like a British, yeah, like kind of a British groove he had going. And he had that little smile that he'd have and he just sort of like hit the, what's that thing called? The like, high top. Yeah. And he was just like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just so like like methodical like you know how some drummers are like yeah 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 he's no he wasn't like that he was just like this english gentleman and he always had that little smile and i'm just like why why did he have to what did he have to pass been with the stone since 1963 yeah died peacefully at a london hospital the stones had already announced that he was not going to be a part of this big tour that they're getting ready to launch but uh i am mm -hmm. amazed by these bands i mean again i continue to say this on a daily basis when i get out of bed I'm like, oh, ow, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, just to just to get Roscoe out the front door, get his collar on and get him out the front door. Like, how are these men at these ages doing that? Jumping around well, and get, splits. Getting and, on these outfits, yeah. these little teeny tiny pants and zipping them and just not peeing on themselves. Like, I can't jump. I mean, like, if I was jumping like that from you, a riser you yourself, you? all over yeah. myself, like, I'm just like, how are they doing this? What are they taking? What is it? Godspeed. Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. What you got? Okay, so I am adding Hardy um, to the Hype Song playlist. And um, I'm adding him because he got engaged to his uh, longtime girlfriend, Kaylee Ryan. Right after the Atlanta show. Right after the Atlanta show. So he flew up. He flew back to um, Mississippi. She went to Ole Miss. They, they well, both, he's from there, too. Yeah, they both met when they were students um, together. And they've been together forever. Her name's Kaylee Ryan. And so... Um, they are so cute together. And so they got um, engaged at this music venue where she first met him. She went with a friend and um, a friend who had invited her to go see this guy that played country music. They met, been dating ever since. And it's called The Lyric 
um, in Oxford. And it's he he grew up, Hardy grew up in Philadelphia, Mississippi. She got a nice size ring and they're just, they're like adorable, so cute together. And he got down on one knee, so sweet. Here's what you got to remember, what you got to remember about Hardy is he only has maybe one or two hits himself, but he is a songwriting machine. Oh my gosh. I, we could rattle off many hits that he's written for other people, but. Yeah, mailbox money the time. out the wazoo. So anyways, the song I'm adding from Hardy is Giving Heaven Some Hell. All right, love that. That's a good one. Check out the Caddy and Donna or Donna and Caddy hype song playlists on Spotify. Uh, can I say one other thing about Hardy? Yes, ma'am. He falls into the category of people that you are amazed that I find attractive. Say that one more time. He falls into the category of people that you are amazed that I find attractive. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. I, I, I peg you, Donna, as like a Whit Johnson, like from Good Morning America. Uh, no. Uh, no? Okay. No. Right. Um, yeah, no. Hardy's furry. He's unkempt. He is not unkempt. You act like he's like a... Like His a glasses little, are too large. Uh, he is, he is, he is low-key, adorably hot. Okay. Yeah, there's just something about it. We'll have it. to agree to disagree. Yeah. It's kind of like I love Eric Church, like I've told you, when he's mm-hmm. Eric Church, but I love Professor Church, too, when he wears his little yeah, sweater. Dad, and Yes. Yeah. Love it. Coaching the baseball team. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Here's Garth Brooks. What we're going to do this fall, dive bars, because you can fully vaccinate dive bars. People's got to have their card to even get in, and the only way to get in through dive bars, country radio, your local country station. Wish we had one here in Atlanta. But uh, where you're listening to the podcast right now, make sure you tune in every now and then. Don't, you know, stick with the podcast here. My second act. I mean, I hate to even say this out loud. Say it out loud. That's why we love podcasting. I say know, it was on your mind. Don't I think know. about it. Say it is what a morning show coach used to tell me. This man is nuts. Thank you. Okay. He's, I mean, like just. The pandemic has suddenly become all about Garth. I mean, like, did he say something like them's, them's vaccine cards? I mean, something like it was something. It's only 10 seconds. Let's go again, Carl, if you don't mind. What we're going to do this fall. Dive bars, because you can fully vaccinate dive bars. People's got to have their card to even get in. And- People's got to have their cards yeah. to get in them dive bars. Okay, Garth, just, just, okay, just stay home. Enjoy your time with Enjoy Trisha. Enjoy your time with Trisha. Garden. Uh, 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 learn to play spades. I don't mean this bad, but I just don't think like the people that would go to a dive bar. I don't know. Like, I don't know that people are going to miss Garth that much. Like he retired and then he came back and, and I loved Garth. Listen, when I was started in country music in the nineties and he was Garth, I even went for the whole alter ego thing for a while. Cause there Chris were Gaines. Yeah, Chris Gaines. Cause there were a couple of songs I kind of liked on mm, that record, Really, but I'm just like, I just think somehow you're right. He always tends to make everything, whether it's an award whether it's this a and pandemic, I, you know, and I know he ushered in the start of a lot of things in country music. We've said he's a marketing genius. Just, you know, we're not taking any of that away from him, but just some of the things that come out, it's just like, what he are did, you he didn't know talking how to, he didn't about? Know how to sit still. He didn't know how to rest. No. Remember, he just canceled a stadium tour last week. Right. And now suddenly he's subbing that with a, a dive bar tour, which he's done before. He did this several years ago too. Yeah, but he may. Tuscaloosa, I'm he sure, might want to read the room because other yeah. than a few college towns, there's not a lot of dive bars that made it through the pandemic. You know what I Good mean? Point, Don. Like, come on. Yeah, we're fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that bourbon street steak with the Oreo shake. Got some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one check, girl. I got you. Walker Hayes has signed an endorsement deal with. Applebee's. I called it. Two months ago, Applebee's, big money on this one, y'all, big money. And they're bringing back the Oreo shake for two ninety nine because he, he, he name checks it in that song. Remember, this is an example of, of 
virility. Is that a word? It wouldn't be virility because that's like how like virile you are. So on TikTok, virility on TikTok because uh, he and his his fifteen year old daughter uh, or one of his daughters uh, they they came up with a TikTok dance and, and choreography to this new song Fancy Like from Walker Hayes and radio is also eating up this song. Um, it is catchy. It's very catchy. You added it to the hype song playlist like in the first week of June when it originally dropped. And I remember when you came to me and you said. Have you have you seen these TikTok videos of Walker Hayes? Because I've always been a fan of Walker. Yeah, he's cute, um, and he and he's like a good dancer. Like he can yeah, shake it. Yeah, I've told he would do, he he would do well in the pop world too. Yeah, no, he would. Um, well, I think this is just what happens in this TikTok world. I'll tell you another one. We you know we talked about Alabama Rush you know in another pod, and one of the things that cracks me up is these girls in the houses where the person who and it could be now it's anything. It's moved on from sororities. But say, okay, I could have one of these. Like I'm cleaning the cat boxes and you play um, Survivor on your TikTok uh, from Reba. Reba. Yeah, I'm a survivor. And you're just like barely getting by. You know, she's a single mom. And like you're bringing the litter boxes downstairs. It's anytime you're doing anything that's just like you get no credit for in life. Okay. You know, <laughs> like you're going through, you're sitting in carpool, like waiting for hours. You could play that song. It's hilarious. But again, Reba's probably like, because I don't know that Reba's on the TikTok. So don't you know Reba's like, why is everybody talking about Survivor? Well, here it comes because of TikTok, you know. We've said it for months now. It is a, a, a Crazy. Me, social media platform that is breaking artists and breaking songs. And not Walker even, Hayes is an example of that. But not even breaking songs, bringing songs back onto the countdown. You virality. Virality. Oh, yeah. The video on TikTok has reached over 26 million views on Walker's official TikTok account. Yeah. That's that. Congratulations. You know, we talk a lot about uh, music licensing. And, you know, this is an example where Applebee's has licensed Walker Hayes' song to use in their commercials. Shaq's even in one of them uh, that's airing on the TV, on the TV set. Um, there are examples of, of these types of deals all over. Recently, we talked about Kroger and the fact that they have licensed uh, It Takes Two by Rob Bass because their driver's traveling teams, which I still have questions about that and how that makes your, your, your lettuce fresher. Mm. Uh, I recently heard a Kroger spot that had the theme song from Chariots of Fire. I know. They must pay big, big money to use these songs. Applebee's has also done uh, Chicken Fried from Zach Brown. Cool in the Gang. Kroger paid for Cool in the Gang. Uh, I reached out to Brian Brasher. I've been wanting to do, I told you I wanted to, I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Brian Brasher is the president and CEO of Pitch Hammer. And it's a music production company. And they provide uh, custom music and tracks custom music services to movie trailer companies and uh, people that produce TV commercials. I want to talk with Brian Brasher, and I think we're going to have him on just for a segment next week um, about the money that companies pay to license a song like It Takes Two from Rob Bass or Like a Rock. Think of the big campaigns. Oh, yeah, for Chevrolet. Chevrolet from from, um, Bob Seger. Are you excited about that, Tom? I am. Uh, Colors from from Black Pumas is a, a very recent example. Uh, Target licensed yeah. that song. Yes. Did you think they sold out when you heard that the first time? No. I mean, you know, here's the other thing. I think that like on that particular song, maybe if you're not like a Black Pumas fan, you wouldn't even know that that's them. But you'd be like that. What I think happens is I, don't, I think it's interesting. Like, I think if you are a huge artist, a la like, you know, uh, Aerosmith or someone, I think once the song has been around a while, maybe you could like say that's a sellout. I think with new bands to get your music out there, then people are like, 
Oh, I've, ne- I've never heard. I like that song, but I don't know what it is. So it almost brings attention to the artist. And maybe additional downloads. Yeah, and, and, exposure. And, and, yeah, money, yeah. money. All right. Brian Brasher coming up next week on one of the episodes of the My Second Act podcast. Keith Urban is calling out Eric Church for a specific lyric in one of Eric's biggest hits, Give Me Back My Hometown. Give me to play the, 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 the clip real quick. Sure. Okay. Carl, here we go. Just send the bill to me if we get a fine or something. All the colors of my youth, the red, the green, the hope, the truth, are beating me black and blue because you're in every scene. My friends try to cheer me up. I get together at the Pizza Hut. There it is right there. Get together at the Pizza Hut. So you had you were like, I wonder why. Because did did Keith say in the interview, it was an interview with I Bobby Bones. I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I told you to go listen. I, thank you, Donna. I, I got some things going on. Um, you were like, I wonder why he was disappointed. My thought process was that Keith, talking about selling out, Keith maybe thought, because Eric is such, I think, and you think, you know, like he's such a lyrical genius. He puts things together. I think he thought it was very pedestrian in a way, if that makes sense. Like he was almost selling out, like Eric was selling out. But what Keith didn't know is because Keith grew up in Australia. Right. And Eric grew up Lenore, North Carolina, near you. And for me, growing up in Smyrna, Georgia, the place we hung out after every football game was the Pizza Hut. Not the Shakey's Pizza, the Pizza Hut. And we would hang out in the parking lot of the Pizza Hut. Wilkesboro Boulevard in Lenore is the Pizza Hut where Eric Church and his friends from South Caldwell High School would go after the football games. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. And once he, I think then once Keith talked to Eric to find out what is the significance of the line because I think originally when Keith was thinking of recording it he wanted to change the line and he was kind of surprised why Eric would put it in there but then probably after talking to him and Eric saying listen this was such a huge part of anybody who grew up in certain cities life I think about it now like where do the kids hang out now um, I see them hanging out at Cookout on Haynesbridge Road. I see them hanging out at. Um, so there's somewhere like a yeah, fast they, food they place, and, Waffle yeah, House right. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, in the visit with iHeart Radio host Bobby Bones, Keith also discussed his favorite country lyric and song of all time. Favorite country song of all time? Are you sure Hank done it this way? Hmm. By Waylon Jennings. One of the most important lyrical lines in country music, he said. He believes it could be a mission statement for country music. I agree with that. What was this, what was the line? Donna, why do you ask questions? <laughs> I mean, talk about like hanging us here. Like, okay. Um, I, 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 the I, most important line in country I was, music. I, did you not hear me earlier say that we're going to do that next episode? That, oh. that, that particular portion of that segment. I like that. It's like a tease. Oh, yes, it okay. is. It is. Got it. Visit Donna at Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road, Gainesville. You don't like my segue? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Living room, set sofa, sectionals, love seats, recliners. Donna's got it all. A 16,000 square foot warehouse and showroom. Been there for over 30 years. Shop local, local business with uh, the Wolfman who passed 17 years ago. Yeah, talk about um, somebody who used to hang out with me at the Pizza Hut. Donna. Donna, Donna, yes. Donna did. Yeah, y'all were trouble. No, we weren't. But what I'm telling you is... We say it a lot when we talk about gallery furniture, but we say it a lot because I think it's so important that you buy your products, especially something like furniture. Furniture is not cheap. Um, 
And it's, you know, you want to get something that you're going to have for a while. I mean, some people keep their couches forever because it's not like you can go out and just constantly up to, unless you're like really wealthy, like hardy, like go out and like, you know, change all of your um, furniture all the time. So buy from people that are good people. But here's the thing about Donna. She's not just good people. She knows this business. And we've said this before. This business was not just handed to her by her father. Donna started working at Gallery Furniture when she was 16 years old, side by side with her father, seeing how he dealt with customers, seeing how he would help people if they were kind of in financial straits and might need to pay over something on time, you know, delivery, how you treat people. And if you've been to Gallery at all, the one thing you know is there are so many repeat customers because she treats people so well. And if for some reason you're not happy with something, they're going to take care of it. You know, so I just the one complaint I keep hearing from people in circles and circles of friends is they've ordered furniture, they're waiting on it, they're dealing with it. I had a friend of mine the other day that said she was on the phone with a big box retailer for half the day trying to track her order down. Why would you do that to yourself? Why? Just drive out to Gainesville, take a look at everything she has, bring out the pictures of the things that you want to get that you're considering buying from that big box retailer. Give her the opportunity to try to find that for you. Donna is going to put that offer that, that maybe you have from Wayfair or from, from Amazon or that big box retailer. She's going to put that offer in the ground. She's going to stomp it out. And then you're going to back up your, your Honda or your truck, and she's going to tie down exactly what you find on the showroom floor that you take home that day. Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. We're in the process of recording season two of Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider, which is also a product of the Appen Podcast Network. Richie is a police officer with the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety, which is where we are now at the Appen Podcast Network. We're about 30 miles north of downtown Atlanta. Don and I and the kids live about five miles from here in Milton. Yep. Richie's been one of my closest friends for about five years. He's a canine handler, and Raider is his his dog. And so it's a pro-law enforcement podcast, and uh, audio from real-time ride-alongs, as they're called, when we go and spend the day together fighting crime, because... Technically, Donna, I'm a uh, deputized member of the Mm. Alfred Department of Public Safety. Mm. I pass my background check. I have to. They run my background twice a year, like at the level that 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 a a chief of police uh, his background is run. Impossible. What? I just there's just no way that you would make it through that vetting process. Yeah. I tell you though, you're for someone who, uh, yeah, who spent a lot of time running from the law. Uh Spent a lot of time with them. No, no. Yeah, you do. You were out with the mayor. Well, it's not. Listen, when the mayor says, let's have a beer and dinner, you go have beer and dinner with the mayor. I, I, I see some political something in your future. Could be. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, in the studio this week, Richie told a story that I want to share with you right now about a track. Raider does, uh, she's only 35 pounds. She's a full blooded lab. She's a black lab, but she's the runt. She only does narcotics detection and tracking and uh, money stuff. She can sniff for money, but she doesn't do like a, um, physical like takedowns and stuff like that. There was a person who had stolen a vehicle in Alpharetta and they were headed towards Milton, which is, you know, a few miles north. They got to the Milton line. So Milton would take over because it becomes their jurisdiction. They got to, if you're from this area, North Park, which is a huge park in the Alpharetta Milton area. I think they flipped the car, the truck, and, and then fled. So they call Richie and Raider to come and do a track. Now, the best way to do a track is to have a scent article, which means there's a t-shirt, there's a sock, there's something that has the person that you want to find scent on it so that you can say to Raider, 
uh, he girl that, you know, that, that they have specific words and things they use, but so that she can smell it and then she knows where to go, right? To pick up the scent. But a lot of times you only have that in a missing person right. case. Certainly not someone that's fled. Correct. A scene. So they didn't have that. But because Raider is so damn good, she was able to pick up the scent of this felon. He was a, he was a convicted felon. Tracked him for nearly a mile across roads, across highways, where scent normally is very difficult to travel. You know, scent normally won't travel across like a asphalt or a hard surface, so to speak. Raider finds this guy in a, like a trailer, uh, one of those mobile trailers that you sometimes see at the schools. Yeah, for like concession or whatever. Uh, or even classrooms, some of them. Oh, yeah. Um, this one was back near the football field, and they used it like as a weight training room. While this guy, who will get prison time for his crime, and I can't discuss the crime, was waiting and hiding. He saw a whiteboard. This gives me chills. He saw a whiteboard on the wall there in the mobile trailer. And he picked up a dry eraser marker and he wrote, stay in school. It's a hard life out here. I'm a criminal. And every day I wish I would have done things different. Stay in school. Stay focused. You can do anything you set your mind to. My drama. Yeah. And Richie snapped a picture of it. It was. Uh, and think about it. He's getting ready to get arrested. And he's probably, going to prison. Yeah. He's going to prison. And, and his, his, his mind is on giving these kids advice. Of course, they erased it. And the kids never saw it. And let me say this. Why did they erase it? Um, they, there's, they had to. No, but let me, let me say this because they were very, very specific. The school was closed. Oh, okay. When this happened, there were no students or teachers that were ever in, in harm's way. I have to use that disclaimer. They probably had to erase it or something. I don't know, you know. But this guy's going to jail again, going to prison, Donna. And his mind is, I've really screwed up my life. I've done wrong. Don't be like me. Yeah. I don't know. Very sad. The amazing thing about it all is that, like, uh, it's yeah, it's just, horrible penmanship, too, by the way. Maybe in prison he can take a course. And, well, but, like, the dogs can track this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, because you think of all the smells and the things out there. Again, we can't even walk with our hound dogs on a leash because they smell deer poop mm -hmm. or this person or something on your shoe. I mean, it's like, oh, and my God. they get distracted. Yes. But the, the, these dogs are so trained to focus in on what they're doing. And you were saying that she knew the scent of the pack. I said to Richie, I questioned him when we were recording the podcast. I said, how does... How does Canine Raider know what scent she's going for? If you have 10 people standing around her, uh, all, you know, say just officers from the Alpharetta Department of Public Safety, she's getting all their smells. How does she separate the smells of the officers and the other smells from the smell of this person that she's going to track? And he said she knows how to eliminate the pack. That's she crazy. She knows the smells of these officers because she's around them all the time. So one of our daughters, I think it was Charlotte, who's 15, said, but daddy, what if one of the officers changed, you know, he, he suddenly switched to Irish Spring or something. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. it's a very good question. Yeah. You know, what happens then? What do you say? I didn't ask him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was after. We I tell you, we got, we've got some real, we got so, pending <laughs> questions hanging. We really do. Give me a list. Why did they erase the dry race board? What did, um, what is the lyric that Keith Urban says the greatest? Yeah. 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 Okay. And what if he switched to Irish Spring? All right, all of that next episode. I mean, if that's not worth tuning in on, I don't know. Caddy Wagon with Richie and Raider. Season two is coming soon. You can catch up on season one 
uh, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your pods. Audio for this episode from Kraft Heinz, EMI Records, Nashville, Rolling Stone Records, and Pearl Records. Our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen. Carl's with us in the studio today. And Bun, little Bun. And Shaquille O'Neal for the intro to this episode. This episode of the My Second Act podcast produced by Preston Thompson, host of the Georgia Politics Podcast, podcast and the Drafted Podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. Stones member Charlie Watts, who recently passed, and I'm going to add to the Hype Song playlist, one of the biggest Stone songs of all time, Ramblin' Man. Huh? Oh, good. Yeah. I love it. I love the Rolling Stones.